Thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark. I have brown hair. Am I, am I alone? Is this podcast just me? I light, forgot to put my brown. headphones on. Uh, who else is here? I'm listening now. Dirty blonde is your hair. I'm not dirty blonde. I just have gray's anatomy. Dark, no, light, light brown. What's your name? Um. Don't do this. We have so much to cover. Sailor Saturn. How about you over there? My name is Miles. Hey, he did it. Black baby. What? My hair. Oh, okay. What did you think was happening? I thought you changed your name to Miles Black. Black baby. <laughs> Miles Black baby. Uh, <laughs> I am a also a brunette, but my hair is a darker, it's like a medium brown. A medium to dark brown. What about your name? Well done. Oh, did I, did we not know my name yet? No. Oh. It's uh, it's Jackie. Thank you. Jackie was a punk. Judy is a runt. Something, something, something. Join the Ascapades. Who is that? No, I don't know why. Did you say the Ascapades? Oh, I don't know why. Perhaps they'll die. Oh, yeah. Perhaps they'll die. This is a podcast oh, where yeah. we talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure eventually. Uh, <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking about Lovers Part 1 from the anime. No, we're talking about all the parts. Oh, that's right. Two parts. This week we're talking about Lava's Part One and Lava's Part Two, back to back. So strap in. Okay. Um, we have a little bit to go over up top. First of all, Part Five was finally confirmed. We all know it. We all know it. Ooh. I think I mentioned that last time. Yeah, we did. We saw the teaser. Uh, Miles, you had a, a reaction to the teaser of Part Five. How did you? How did you feel? What did you say? I said I love how it just gets gayer and gayer as it goes along. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, any of these could be women, like, and not change anything. You you don't have to change anything, and they can all be women, right? And they're not, <laughs> and they could all be my type of woman. <laughs> Wait, none of them are women? No, none of them is women. Not one of them is a woman, right? Okay, none of them is a woman. Not any of them are women. All of them, women, not are. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> The the intro thing, the thing that you showed me looked like, uh, it reminded me of James Bond. Yep. There's like a gun and there's stuff and... Like silhouettes of people like turning into shapes that have to do with the next image. But in James Bond, all the silhouettes are sexy ladies. Yeah, but not here. These are sexy men. Sexy Sexy dudes. The clothing gets more ridiculous in part five where you're like, why are you even wearing a shirt that has (laughs) holes in it? Or that shirt, like, it's not even, it's like a crop top. If the cropping tool was a cookie cutter. But you could say the same thing about so many female characters in anime and video games. Yeah, but it's always logically like, look at the tits. It's not just like a (laughs) triangle. You want to look at those pecs, baby? I guess. Well, yeah, those make sense. Those, that part I'm okay with. But when it's like, why are you wearing a shirt? It just has holes in it. (laughs) I think it's Fugo. I forget. It's for the sexiness. Uh, As far as correspondence this week... We got one email from Abdu. I say it like that because it's in caps and it, it is spelled Abdu. Let's take a rocket there. Ready? Ten. <laughs> nine. No, don't. Don't do it. Just the first two numbers, we get the joke. You're going to do it slowly. We get it. 
If you want, I could do ground control to major mom. Ten, nine. Come and sing countdown. Why is it okay for me to count down when you're singing, but it's annoying when it's just because it's more than you just saying numbers. By now, I would have gotten to at least seven. And it wouldn't have been fun the entire time. Oh, I get it. I, I stepped over your joke because it sucked. Is this a reference to Countdown by Beyonce? Yep. Okay. Ten. Nine. That weird harmony that's on the... It's the Boys Two Men sample, right? I do not know what it samples. I believe, I believe so. to the nine. He picked me up. We ate. Eight, made me feel so lucky. Seven. seven he kissed me in his... Six. <laughs> making love in... Five. So the one I do this... Four. Trying to make a three, three from that two. So the one... Uh, She's trying to have a baby. That that song is fun, but it's weird. And it's just... No. I, I like the horn part when she says, like, killing me softly, etc. Right like, after that. I don't know what you're talking about. I like She's when she like, goes, killing me. me softly. Oh, that, yeah, And yeah, the yeah. horn in the background is making I, noise. I like when she goes, me and my boo and my boo boo. I don't like that part. <laughs> That's the best I part. I don't like that part. That's the best part. Uh, so this email's from Abdu. It's called The Correct Pronunciation. Oh. And it just says, hey, guys, it's Abdul. I attached the correct. He's, he's, he's schooling us. Yes, I attached the correct pronunciations in this email. Abdu speaks Arabic natively, it seems. I tried to transliterate it, but I couldn't. A lot of the sounds aren't available in English. Mm. Uh, we should get more. I won't play them for you, um, but it just feels sort of invasive. But uh, it, the first one is a sample of him saying Ich Ichras Ichras, which is shut up in Arabic. I-K-H-R-A-S is a decent transliteration attempt. And then Al-Salamu Alaikum or As-Salamu Alaikum, which is, uh, you know, peace be upon you, that Yay. kind of thing. So thanks for that. I learned today that I won't be able to pronounce it. I think you could have played them. The Not reason them why he's be. sending us this is because last episode you tried to say those things, right? Yeah, and I nailed it. Oh, okay. So he's just sending verification that I nailed it. Okay, got I'm it. I'm pretty sure. Uh um what else do we have to go over oh um one thing that i i found randomly was from october of last year uh so 2017 there was a poll in a japanese publication um there was a a website that did a poll of over 2,000 japanese people asking them to rank the weirdest sound effects in jojo's bizarre adventure oh wow number five is redo redo the fucking huh. tongue sound that Kakyo and Rubber Soul make against the cherry. Is that just a JoJo's thing or is that like the onomatopoeia for, for Lick? Uh, it doesn't say. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, number four is tacos, which is when um, the two guards are surprised by Joseph and Drag and he hits them with a coconut. <laughs> and it this, sounds like tacos. The sound effect they use is tacos. Yum. That makes sense. Uh, number three is pow, 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 which is when... Jack the Ripper shoots a bunch of knives out of his muscles at Zeppeli, and he spits wine to defeat the knives. It goes pop, 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 pop. Wee! The wine does, or the his, the sound of him spitting wine. Mm. And this one, I think I've seen a bunch is Zgun, which is when uh, Dio steals the kiss from Edina. Oh, what a jerk! And the number one sound effect of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is Memeta. Oh. Memeta. What is Memeta? 
who said it's that? It's when Zeppeli punches the frog to demonstrate that Hamon can go past the frog and, <laughs> oh, yeah, rock. and the frog goes Memeta. Why no, it's just a it? sound effect, but sometimes they kind of attach it. Just like in the anime, when, when they get hit, the guys yell, tacos, but in the manga, it's just a sound effect. I see. Um, there is a Jojo toy, I really should buy it, that it's a plush frog, and if you hit it, it goes, Memeta, with like the Zeppeli voice actor. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's from Sora News 24. Um, so you can look it up. They have a whole list, I think, of all of the uh, sound effects. They do all of them, like which is the crazy high five that Polnareff and Kakyoin do. Um, the sound of someone who stops thinking, which is don. What? Yeah, there's a bunch of them. There's a sound for that. <laughs> Zubi Zuba is someone slurping noodles. You get it. Um, why don't we talk about the episodes we watched today? Okay. Which ones? Uh, Lovers Part 1 and 2. Lovers. Oh, that's right. Between supposed lovers. Do you know that reference, Miles? No. Do you ever listen to Tool? No. Oh. Sorry, I didn't mean to say it like that. I meant to say it like, no! <laughs> uh, so this uh, episode opens up with the gang uh, getting their like map recap. Right. They're in a carriage for some reason. Yeah, I guess Araki was just like, well, they've used every other type of transportation. Recovering them all. So. so let's get them in a carriage. So they're in a carriage and the map is all like, they were in Pakistan and now they're by the river, the Indu River. Uh, well, they're in Karachi. But oh. I'm not sure what river it is. They passed. Oh, they went to Karachi. Okay, which I well. think is close to the coast. It looked like. What is? Uh, where is that? Near Pakistan. It's a huge city in southern Pakistan, I believe. It's in Pakistan. Okay. Yes. Well, that's where they were, and then they said it was that they went near the river in the south, and then the okay. and then it was it was like it was like 30 seconds of an opening scene, and then it immediately goes to the opening credits. Yeah. So we didn't get a lot there. They really yeah felt the need to split that up for some reason. Yeah. Um, so it's then, on the Arabian Sea. Thanks. You're welcome. But there's no river in southern Pakistan? I don't know everything about it said, southern it Pakistan. It said Indu River. Okay. It it's, said a, it. it's near the Indu River. It you said, you said river. it before with a big question mark, so I didn't know if you were sure. I am becoming more sure as uh, no one else is correcting me. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'm right. But I we remember have, a river. But we have millions of listeners. Right. So just because two people in this room. I don't hear any of them correcting me right now. So Jackie's I must be correct. Right. Yeah. See? It's near the Indus River Delta. Ha-ha. Wait, you said Indu. Uh, I, you know, I sometimes... That's right, you chop S's off the end of I your chop words. chop S's off the end of my words. I add uh, flesh bloods to things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to have... We're going to have fun with you this episode. I'm just going to have you recap any part that involves those things. Those Mikunome. Flesh bloods. Fresh, uh, fresh bloods. Fresh bros. Uh, so it, it opens with them on a carriage, and... Um, we see that Enya or Enya Ba is in the back. So they just kidnapped her because they thought that she was going to tell them about Dio's secret. It's like she's captured. Let's not say kidnapped. Um, <laughs> Why not? Because it diff? sounds like she was just innocent somewhere and they just ran up and swooped her. They defeated her. And she's took, a prisoner of war. She's a POW. <laughs> she's a POW Mia. Um, she's a hostage. Yeah, you, maybe she's a hostage. She's, although, she's not Mia. I know, but She's I just, right there. whenever I used to see those flags as a kid, I was like, what is Palmia? Stands for Power, Oregon, Washington, Miami. <laughs> mm, true, Very Miami. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to like upstage you somehow, but uh, you're dumb. So um, <laughs> so they, they pass by a kebab place and Joseph is like, kebabs, those are like hamburgers of Pakistan. Sp- specifically doner kebab. Doner? 
doner kebab is what it says. Okay. I never heard of that. Yeah. Cause I think kebab is just a lot of the time you see like, it's like pierced stuff like that, you know? Yeah. But this was like a giant piece of meat on a stick. And he was talking about how like they shave a little piece off and it's really good. And you can put them in a sandwich, I think is what he said. (laughs) They put it on bread. Yeah. I don't know the difference between shawarma and doner kebab, but I, they might be the same. I think shawarma is not a kebab. I thought it's different. the same. It's the same thing where it's rotating meat you shave off. Oh. Oddly, I was talking about this at work with someone who didn't know what it was and someone else who's from Syria. Um, we were talking about how wonderful shawarma is. It's what they eat at the end of the first Avengers movie, I think, after the credits. Whatever. Great. Anyway, so Joseph is like, I'm going to go get some kebab. And uh, then we get the narrator and Joseph and it's like... You know, foreigners, when they come to the Middle East, they don't know how to haggle and they get swindled and it's really embarrassing because they're dumb. If, you know, you if you just uh, if you just pay their asking the original asking price, because um, Joseph is like, hey, how much for the kebab? And the, the guy, the merchant is like, what did he say? He said, like, so Joseph asked for five million yen or and he something. says sen yen, which is around 10 bucks It's a thousand yen. Right. And then, and so then we get, we get like a kind of play by play freeze frame, like, like one says something and then it freezes and the narrator explains and then it freezes. So it's like the narrator's like, let me show you how to haggle. So the guy says 10,000 yen or whatever, 1,000 yen. And then Joseph is like a ridiculous number lower. What did he say? He says says, 250. Yeah. 250. Right. And then, then the other guy just laughs at him and it's like, ah, I can't feed my family on that. And then they just keep going back and forth, back and forth. It's yeah. It's, he says a high number. He says a thousand. You laugh like that's an obvious joke. And you say a number so low that you're embarrassed to even say it. So you say 250. Then he laughs and says, I can't, I'd have to, my whole family would starve to death. Yeah. And then you act like you're going to leave. And then he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I like treating foreigners. You know, I like you. You're a nice guy. Let me, uh, why don't we? <laughs> and then they go back and forth like uh, 500, whatever. 300. 300. 400. And it goes back and back and They back. settle on 425. And so then Joseph feels smart that he got such a lower price. Uh, but the vendor is like, I usually sell five for 150. I have a question. Why are they uh, why are they haggling in yen? This is Pakistan. I don't um, think they use yen there. Araki does a lot of research, but not everything. <laughs> so so he, he couldn't even look up the currency? No, I think it's just because the Japanese boys that read it aren't going to understand that stuff, even though he does seem to explain everything else. Yeah, give them some credit. I don't These know. little boys. Give them some yen. I'm very bad at haggling. Yeah. I just go like, okay... Yeah, I'm not that good. I'll be like, can you go lower? No, okay. I, I do, I do that, but like without real, like what 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 they just did in the market, I do, but I do it uh, honestly and earnestly. So I'll come by and I'll be like, how much is that? And they're like, oh, it's uh, fifteen bucks. I'm like, oh, that's that's okay, thanks. And they're like, wait, I'll give it to you for seven. <laughs> you know, and it's like, uh, yeah, oh, that's an option. Well, I don't know. And they're like, no, you know what? I'll give it to you for five, whatever it is. Like they lower it, and then I'm like, all right, well. If you're gonna give it to me for five, I guess I like it, enough, and then I'll get it. But it's like the whole time I'm so like, you're I'm not gonna pay, you're I'm accidentally not twenty in, bucks for that necklace or whatever. You're an accidental master haggler. I probably am still paying too much at the end. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how it always is. Is I just want to be like, I just tried. I think it's also easy. It might be easier to guilt me into it. I'm like, oh man, they really want me to buy it. 
Yeah. I do like it. Here's the thing too, <laughs> is that people are always like, you have to haggle when you go over there. But then you like look at the living conditions in like Pakistan and you're kind of like, I don't want to not give this guy money. Yeah. I kind of want to be like, look, I'm going to pay whatever your first price is. But I know that you're fucking me. You know what I mean? Like, how do I maintain my dignity, but also right. not brag about cheating someone in a, quote, undeveloped nation, unquote, hmm. you know, rob them of, of their whatever. My mom is a monster haggler. She doesn't give a shit about those people. That's Damn. <laughs> do you have any specific examples, journalist? No. Like when we went to Mexico, she would straight just walk away from people and be like, why? I could just buy it at the next place for even cheaper. Why would I do that? <laughs> do they do they like chase after her? Or yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it works? Yeah. That's great. You just have to be ruthless. That's, That's funny. crazy. It's funny. My, my mom would do that when uh, when we were... Um like talking to vendors for our wedding she'd be like oh that's way too expensive get like you know it'd be like oh i'll you know, i'll do i'll do it for 700 and she'd be like that's way too expensive do it for 300 and they'd yeah. be or or like wait like do i'll do, do it for two 250 and they'll be like are you crazy i can't even like pay for the flowers to do that like you know and like they she'd just keep going back and be like oh well you know yeah. i'm just gonna go somewhere else and you just have to be shameless yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Shameless. I have too much shame. I have too much shame. Yeah, because I've written about like negotiating and like there's like dudes who are all about it. Like they'll when they're checking into a hotel or like buying anything, basically they'll be like, "Can I get a deal on that?" Like they'll ask about anything. Yeah. So I work in mostly like computer repair, but I also sell stuff sometimes. And I, the weirdest thing to me, and like this is obviously them doing a bad job at it, is when they just openly are like, "Are there any discounts?" And I'm like, no, no, there aren't. I'm like, try telling me something. Like if I, I used to screw up and be like, only if you're a student. And then they'll be like, oh, my nephew is a student. I'm like, is your nephew here? <laughs> is this for your nephew? But then they just is get, your obs- nephew buying this? they get obsessed with it once they know there's a discount. So yeah. now my opening gambit is no. Do you see here? There's no sale. Please pay what it says and let me just go back to my phone. <laughs> yeah. But they would argue text. that they've lost nothing by you just saying by no. By asking, yeah. I'm sure, but they've annoyed me. And I will write that down in a little black book and pay them back <laughs> with my fists. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing that's weird about this scene. Uh, right after this, we see Enya is staring in the direction of the, yeah. the kebab vendor, and she looks horrified. Yeah, the kebab vendor turns out to be Steely Dan. How did you know that's his name? It doesn't say that in the subtitles. It says Dan of Steel or Steel of Dan? It says Dan of Steel, which is a play on Man of Steel, Superman's Mm. name. It's very dumb. But why did you say Steely Dan? Was it because it's blatantly, obviously, Steely Dan? Like you could hear them say Steely Dan. They say Steely Dan! I thought you guys didn't know Japanese. Anyway. I only know how to say Steely Dan in Japanese. Oh, okay. Which is very similar to English. (laughs) It's similar. So, yeah, what's weird about it is that this vendor went through all that and really he's the next antagonist in disguise yeah he probably didn't even need the money he could have just poisoned the fucking kebab and killed them all but you know what's weird yeah you're right after the negotiation he goes like hey, hey, hey i actually only sell it for 150 yeah because joseph is proud that he got it for 450 but like he doesn't it, unless that's what he also does for a living maybe it is what he does or that was a real vendor and Steely Dan just like walked up in front of him with the same clothes and like shoved him out of the way. Yeah. Or something like that. It's it's unnecessary. Araki could have just drawn him with his like 
proper outfit right in the beginning because Enya's staring and she looks horrified. She's like, oh, oh, but I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Says, yeah, why have you didn't appeared before me? I yeah. thought she was horrified that Joseph paid so much. I don't think you thought that. <sighs> I didn't think that. Yeah. And then, and then, but the thing is like what I found, I found this funny where she's like staring out and she's like, why are you here? I didn't say anything. And then it like focuses, it's like a wide shot of like the kebab and the man but the kebab to me looked like it was the focus and i was like is she talking to the, is she talking to the meat like is the meat the stand because it looked it was very prominent like kind of in this like towards the center slightly off center and it was like really like i don't know there was like that's smoke where the menacing was coming out of <laughs> you never know there could be a meat stand by the way could have been a meat stand i'm pretty sure they used their 3d budget on the kebab rotating in the beginning yes it may have just been drawn well but i think it was 3d maybe that's what it was maybe maybe the the shot was of the kebab in 3d and i was like this is the stand user it's a it's a piece of meat i wonder if they're blowing their 3d but like does this end with just crumpled up line drawings no i think maybe they're like (laughs) if you don't use it you lose it and so they just you know they just keep after it is it true maybe they were overfunded they were overfunded yeah I mean, you know, the, that you can't take it with you, you know. You can't go to your grave with 3D, whatever. So, yeah, Enya's freaking out, and they're like, what are you freaking out about? And, and then, then fucking tentacles start coming out of her eyes. Ah, they look like worms. Yeah, these gross-ass worms start flapping all over the place. And she is just like, why have you forsaken me? Why and have you come to kill the me? The vendor reveals himself wearing this super flashy 70s-ish suit, but with his huge pecs partially exposed, like the first few buttons are undone. Very important. He has uh, dotted eyebrows. Did yes. anyone else notice this? His eyebrows are like they're like every other like few set few like millimeters. Like if he cut in the middle. Yeah. yeah, they're like dotted line eyebrows. They're dotted line eyebrows. Why does he have that? I think he sh- he just shaved off little pieces inside. Yeah, it's weird. Eyebrow. Is that a cool look? Uh, you know, yeah. I can see it being a thing because people do weird things with their eyebrows now. It's true. So I can see it being a thing. Yeah, and so he starts talking shit to Enya where he's like. Doesn't he say like... Well, no, he introduces himself. He says, I'm Dan. Steely Dan. And my stand is The Lovers. He like introduces himself. The Lovers. My stand suggests The Lovers card. Lovers. And And Enya's like... But, you know, why Why would Dio do this? Why? Like, she's in denial. She's like, Dio would not do this to me. We lo- We trust each other. He trusts me. You know? And, uh... Turns out he doesn't, because he put a flesh bud in her brain. Uh, yes. Right, we learned that the tentacles we're seeing is not lover's stand, because they're wondering mm. what his stand is. They can't see it. It's the, it's the kebab. It's the kebab stand. Yeah, no, um... It's so that we learn that the tentacles are really a flesh bud. Yeah, I think been, he I think he says this, right? Somebody says it. Well, yeah, yeah. He and says then that he, he planted a flesh blood in her. Yes. Flesh. flesh fe, I think you mean to say flesh blood. I think you mean Welsh rarebit. Flesh bud. Yeah. Very good. So they, they kind of put this to the test because Polnareff kind of freaks out and slashes the flesh bud a bunch, all the tes- the testicles. Yeah. Wow, I almost made a weirder mistake. <laughs> uh. So uh, Silver Chariot slashes all the tentacles. They roll into the sun where they are incinerated and they realize like, yeah, it's their flesh buds because... They realize it's hot. They're vampires. You know, they're parts of a vampire, so and, they, and they Joseph, die in the sun. Joseph is like, these flesh buds are made out of Dio's own cells. 
And Tilly Dan is like, I'm impressed. How did you know that? And I'm like, I'm impressed. How did you know that? How did you know that the flesh buds are made out of Dio's own cells? Because he can feel it in his Joestar body. Duh. Yeah. Maybe that's why. I don't know. And it, so Celia Dan's like, I planted, we planted the flesh blood with my stand and it grew inside Enya. And now she's fucking gushing blood because she has these tentacles cro- coming out of her eyes, out of her ears, out of her, all of her face. She's just gushing blood and she looks super gross and scary and she's just covered in blood. And uh, fucking Joseph is, is being very dramatic and yelling at her, tell me what do you stand as? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, no. He believed Dio, in me. Yeah, Dio believed in me and she dies. What a sad story. R.I.P. Yeah. She tried though. She held her Rest own. in Pakistan. <sighs> You're so happy. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she, really held, uh, she really held out. Um, but ultimately was duped. And they're all like a little bummed about it. Even though she was a bad person. Like, Paul Nareff especially is a little yeah, bit sad. I don't understand why he would be sad Because at all. maybe she still reminded him of uh, his mom, even though she was a bad person. Maybe his mom was also a murderer. Maybe Paul Nareff is also a rapist. No, let's yeah. not. No, let's not do that. He is very... Um, no. He could be. No. He's, he is no. very Pepe Le Pew. He is very Pepe Le That's Pew. That's different. There's a line that is crossed. Yeah, Pepe Le Pew crosses the line. Not no, Polnareff is not Pepe Le Pew. He does not like corner and hold women when they don't want to. Polnareff like Le Pew. They don't try to escape, and he's Jean like, wait, wait, wait. Pierre Le Pew. Stop it. We don't know what he would have done with that lady in the alley. Why would we assume people are rapists? Why don't we just err on the side that they're not? That's no. that's a dangerous that's way dangerous. to go through. You gotta your life. you gotta assume everyone's a rapist. <laughs> yeah, that might be true if I'm like alone at night. Then I would switch to that mode, but. Just sitting here judging my favorite anime characters. Well, you're I'm not going to live that lifestyle. One of these, one of these recording sessions, I'm going to rape you. What? What? I'm not walking. Whatever. Um. Oh, I see. Uh. So uh, Enya's dead. She, you know, refuses to to give up any info. Uh. Steely Dan explains that he grew the flesh bud inside her. So this is his stand is fucking stupid. I mean, conceptually, like its base concept is cool. But it planted a flesh bud and then is able to make it grow because the tentacles they see apparently are the adult form of the flesh bud we've seen in Kakuin's forehead, Polnareff, etc. It feeds it. Which, by the way, if it's mind control, what is it? What is it going to grow into? Why does it grow? Dio is able to just put aliens into the people's brains, so you can harvest it and sell it at a farmer's market. I think no. With the flesh buds, you can. I try so hard to. It's say okay. It right. It's okay. Just do whatever. <laughs> with the. With those things, you... Uh, with the FBs. <laughs> with the floor shimes. <laughs> with those things, like, you can do a couple of things with them. They can mind control you, or they can burst your brain open, or they can turn you into a gross dad, as we've seen. Yes. that's Well, that's if, if the owner of the flesh bud dies prematurely. Yeah, and if you have children. Right. Yeah, because you otherwise be you're, a just a gr- you're a gross guy <laughs> if you're a single person with no kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can be a gross dad if you have kids. Gross man. <laughs> Grossman. Do you think it's wrong that we define gross dad by his uh, uh, relationship to fatherhood, and not just? Well, how about the fact that we say he's gross? Person? We yeah. just like take his his disability and say that he's gross. No, that's <laughs> that's that's okay. He's objectively gross. That's yeah, right. That's <laughs> let's like... let's draw a line somewhere. No, there's somebody for everybody. <laughs> 
Somebody wants that big Mucinex looking guy. He looks like the, the boogers in the Mucinex commercials. The it Got gross it. stands for good. Uh, Great radial <laughs> optical sensory radioactive stability. Radioactive. Radioactive. Object. Uh huh. Sorriented srogamming. <laughs> object oriented srogamming. That's a stupid, stupid joke for nerds. Uh, nerds. Anyway. I don't know. So now they realize that they have to fight uh, Steely Dan. I think Polnara punches him or somebody punches. Joe Taro does. Joe, of course Joe Taro does. Yeah. Okay. He's the one that punches first. Hits him really hard in the chest and we see Steely Dan fly into the window of a shop or the door of a shop and he's hurt. But we also see that Joseph goes flying away in the same mm-hmm. sort of arc. And uh, Steely's like, hey, I was in the middle of explaining. And I thought that that was so funny because that Well, yeah, he happens. says, you would not be able to lay a finger on me. And then, yeah. Yeah. All oh, right, 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 right. He's like, I was in the middle of explaining the whole thing. <laughs> I thought it was funny before Jotaro hits him. They all go, it's four on one. We won't hesitate. But then they hesitate. Only Jotaro doesn't really hesitate to punch him. Yeah, it's good they, it's good they hesitated. Okay, True. so... They were lying though. Steely Dan then explains, "I put a, I put my stand the no, lovers." No, he, does, he doesn't explain anything. First, he tells like a little child who is just sweeping the sidewalk. He tells this little child to hit him with a broom. He's like, "Hey kid, I'll pay you. I'll give you a dollar, or whatever. I'll give you a yen, or I don't know what he gives him if you hit he me." He just says a tip. Hit me with your broom, and the kid is like, hey, "Okay, I love money," and then he hits him with the broom. Would you do this? Would I? Hit- if a strange man gave you money to hit him in the leg? Yeah. Um, how old am I? Am I as old as that child? Yeah. How old I think am if I was I? that young, I'd be too stupid not to do it, but I think a child probably, if any stranger tries to talk to you and give you money to do something, just go away. Just run. Hmm. How young are you? Something, PSA. Something. PSA, don't talk to strangers. Are you doing replacements? Trying to. How old am I? How young are you? Yeah. Something, something. How dumb am I? How smart how are you? How smart are you? <laughs> I like that song Androgynous on it. I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a good one. I really like that album. It's great. Are you going to say the thing, the anecdote where your friend said that's a perfect album except for that one track? I didn't even remember that until you just brought it up. Yeah. I wasn't going to do that. No. Okay, good. Never mind. Nobody listen. It's like a song called like Gary has a boner. I like that song. I think it's funny. <laughs> Gary's got a boner. Yeah, look up uh what's the album called? By the Let Re- It Be. Let It Be by, by the Beatles. By the replacements. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that would be so funny if they were called the replacements and their album was called The Beatles Let It Be. <laughs> um Anyway. My phone just reminded me to kill you. <laughs> oh, because you told it before, kill Mark in thirty minutes. That yeah. wasn't I don't think that was on the recording though. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyway, um, so the kid hits him, and then Joseph is like, "Ow!" The kid hit the kid hit Dan, but Joseph is like, "Ow! I, my fucking foot hurts." And uh, we find, and that's when Silly Dan explains, like, you know, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you do to me sticks onto you. Basically, that's his power. It's like a symbiotic <laughs> stand. He puts this tiny stand of his, this microscopic stand, into your brain, and it hangs out on some nerve. And whatever happens to the user, Steely Dan, will happen exactly the same way in terms of sensory uh, stimulation to Joseph. So he gets hurt in the leg. It hurts Joseph in the leg. Even more, though. I have questions. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what are your questions? So this 
this is just a, a tiny stand. Mm-hmm. But the tiny stand has a plan. The Steely, Steely Dance yeah. tiny stand has a plan. Yep. And the plan is it goes, it just hangs on your brain. Yep. And, but but it's doing that. Like, it's physically going in there and doing that. It could do something else if it wanted to, right? Yeah. I don't know. Or is that I the think only it, thing it does? The only thing it does is it, can, it knows how to get to your brain and, and manipulate your nerves so that you feel pain. I mean, it, it clearly does some other tricky stuff, some fucking Home Alone style shit with your brain, but... <laughs> But I think it's its wants are Steely Dan's wants, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it has the exact same personality and dialogue. Do you know what I mean? I think they want the same thing. I guess what I'm saying is, is the stand power that it's tiny or is the stand power actually related oh. to him um, being able to make you feel pain? It's a great question. Yeah, because his body just looks like a fucking Caesar or some shit. Like, it's, But it knows the inner workings of the human brain. That's true. I just don't know how its claw hands, its lobster claws are suited for nerve manipulation but yeah you're right it knows how to get around and stuff. it went to medical school oh it could have done a lot of things yeah but medical school is not a low bar it doesn't have to just mirror you it could just go into your brain and fucking cut you all up and kill you it could just kill you immediately they may cover that they may cover that and i think it's too small to really do any real damage quickly Um, in your brain but it doesn't if if it can (laughs) cause you pain it doesn't have to wait until steely dan yeah that's right but I think Steely Dan likes drawing it out. It's his fetish. Yeah, I think so. I think like so. edging. Okay. What is this? Fucking <laughs> Miel Bredo? Yeah. Miles Bredo. What is this? Miel Bredo is the girl on Punch Up the Jam, a podcast that Mary put us onto. Mm-hmm. And Miel somehow inevitably will bring up edging on every episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Let's not do that. It's too late. Mm-mm. Not only did Miles bring it up, but I have somehow clung to it for the last 15 seconds. Everybody watch Punch, listen to Punch Up the Jam. No, don't listen to other podcasts. Thou shall not oh. have any other podcasts before us. Okay. Wait, I listen to other podcasts. Don't. Stop it. Okay. Uh, so what happens from here on out is... so. Oh, the, but very important though, he says that um, it, it, it's, it's I'm rubber, you're glue, but it also works the other way. So if you hurt the sand, then Steely Dan is hurt. That's important. Well, that's that's always true though. Not for I'm rubber, your glue. What do you mean? No, 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 but if you hurt Joseph, he it's Steely both Dan ways. also gets hurt. It's both ways. No, oh, no, yeah. it's not, not if you hurt Joseph. It's if you hurt the stand, then... It's if you hurt the stand, then Steely... Oh, you're right. But I that see works with saying. every stand. I see what yes. you're saying. I, I thought it saying. went both ways. No, it can't, because how would how would Steely Dan get hurt? True. I mean, not that any of this really I thought they sense. said that, but I guess I'm wrong. Who cares? He uh, said, if the stand gets hurt, I get hurt, and vice versa. Basically. Mm. Which they should have been like, yeah, we know. We've uh-uh. killed so many stand users. Um, and, and he's like, and the, the stand is in Joseph, and it took a flesh blood bud with him, and right, it's, it's right. going to grow in there. Ha ha. So Where does he get these flesh buds? Yeah, Steely Dan has a Ziploc bag full of fucking Dio Brando's fucking flesh buds. It's gross. Uh, so, Kakyo and Polnareff... Uh, are like, we have to go do something, we have to go help. Well, actually, at first, Jotaro goes to punch the shit out of Steely Dan, and he's like, you know, if you hit me, it's going to hurt Joseph. And then he's like, what if I just kill you too f- so fast that, you know, you won't have time to feel anything? And Steely Dan smartly is like, okay, do you want to try that? He's like, you know, would you want to kill me, hurt me in my throat, in my head? He's like, here's a rock. Why don't you fucking see if it's big enough to crush my head with this thing? And then he hits Jotaro with the rock. Yes. And Jotaro's like... When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Yeah. 
Bum, bum, bum. I think Star Platinum goes to punch Steely Dan and Kakyo and Polnareff, or their stands, I forget, hold his arm back. Hold me back! Which they shouldn't be able to do, but whatever. <laughs> um, so Jotaro starts to exercise constraint. He's very upset, but he's just standing there with Steely Dan, and Kakyo and Polnareff and Joseph run away. They just they run away, which is brilliant. It's very smart. I right, think. and Steely Dan might as well get out of range. Understands that they're trying to get out of range of it, which would be smart, right? Just get out of range, uh, and then the stand will dissipate, and then let Jotaro kill Steely Dan. But that doesn't work. Steely Dan out loud explains that his stand has an insane amount of range once it's inside someone. Um, Can't they just um, lock up Steely Dan instead of letting him roam free and torment Joseph uh, Jotaro? Why don't they just like? put him in a cage so that he can't hurt himself but he also can't be an asshole because um, there's a time limit the flesh bud is growing and growing mm-hmm. and it will kill joseph but what does that have to do with dan dan it's dan stand it's his flesh bud i know so put dan in a cage so that he doesn't keep bothering jotaro while they try to figure out how to help, oh uh, i see what you're saying joseph yeah, they could have. They could have restrained him and then worked on the issue. You're right. But Joe thought I wouldn't have been able to help. No, I don't know. Maybe he would have. Um, so what they work out is they end up uh, going to a TV store. And they do this because they know that Joseph has the ability to show uh, psychic images on a TV. So Joseph puts Hermit Purple through the glass, by the way. A lot of going through glass this episode. Mm. Uh, puts Hermit Purple through the glass into the TV and then the TV shows a CCTV uh, image recording of the inside of his brain where this little stupid stand is. I like how Joseph freaks out here. He's like, oh my God, how can I show my own brain? Yeah. How can he show his own brain? I don't get this. I mean, psychic projection, it's just a location can be shown on a TV. Anywhere. Yeah. Why not? Why doesn't he use it for pervy stuff? Maybe he does. Oh, he's like, I don't need the spice channel. And then he just projects some innocent person. Whatever. Sorry. I have a question. Why? I was this, writing a book. What does this stand have anything to do with the lovers? Because it's like lovers together experiencing the same thing. Like mm. you're, the stand is, is one lover and you're the other lover. And together you experience the same pain. Mm. That is what I have concluded. Um, Miles, do you have an answer? It's a, it's a t- terror. Uh, so the first <laughs> ass pull of this episode happens here, where Kakyoin says we can use our stands to go inside him. He's like, stands are just made out of light and energy, right? Because that's all stands are made out of. Uh-huh. Apparently, stands are just made out of light and energy, so we should be able to just shrink our stands. All st- so, so that means that all stands can shrink, right? Which means that fucking. Um, Dan's power is like bullshit because it's just a tiny stand and if they can all turn tiny then what I don't know I think does that mean that they can also all turn huge that's that's something I I wonder is like what if they could turn huge but they're less effective like imagine a big silver chariot but it doesn't really hurt imagine imagine a big um star platinum but it it auras really slowly because all of its energy is being big so it's just like it's like a Macy's Day parade like inflatable star platinum floating over you (laughs) If you guys don't know, Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade, Google. Is this episode sponsored by Macy's? Macy's, we sell pretty much everything. That's true. I, uh, I, what did I, what did I get at Macy's, Jackie? Did I get shoes? You got shoes. Pretty good shoes. What was the brand? Uh, oh, 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 something. Make a statement or something like that. What was it? Kevin, something. I've also purchased things from Macy's. 
I'm pretty happy with them. I was like not excited to have to buy brown dress shoes, but then I was like, these are nice. So Macy's. Yep. Get things. That Get was exactly stuff. the copy they gave us on the ad. Yeah, it's really weirdly worded. <laughs> um, pretty vague. So anyway, stands are bullshit and they can turn into tiny stands. And uh, Hierophant Green and Silver Chariot are like, let's be tiny. And so they turn into tiny little M&Ms and they go inside Joseph's yeah. ear. By the way, would anyone like to guess how many more times the stand shrinking or expanding ability is used? Zero. Zero more times. This, I feel like this is the weirdest episode of this season. Hmm. I think it is. Just to go back a little, I liked it when he was explaining his stand and he was just naming different ways that he could get hurt and then Joseph could get hurt. <laughs> and I wish that, like that John Mulaney bit about yeah. ST, he just kept naming well, Like when someone likes chocolate cake too much. Yeah, or if he was like, or if you tripped over a rock, or if you got hit by a car, <laughs> <laughs> or if you stubbed your toe. Yeah, or if you got set on fire, or if you stepped on a Lego. And then it would fade out and just say created by Hirohiko Araki. <laughs> um, anyway, shout outs to all the JoJo John Mulaney crossovers. You know, there's been like a big John Mulaney meme recently, a John Mulaney meme, uh, where they just take out of context screen caps from his standup and it has the subtitle and they just use that as a companion. So they were like, here's all the Tony Award nominees oh, and they just have like a line of, of his paired with that they did it recently actually with i think emmy nominees maybe that's what i was thinking of so it's like barry and then they just have Mulaney saying a line with that i hope someone does that for jojo's i won't but you know um one of you do that yeah someone do that someone pair up john Mulaney stills with subtitles and say like star platinum and then have him say something that just and do it email it to us yeah jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com or tweet it to us at jjb pod if you don't do it there's nothing we can do. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't do this. Um, so they shrink themselves down and they have to concentrate to do it. And they jump into Joseph's ear and then they fly all the way inside. Have you ever read Fantastic Voyage by Isaac Asimov? Uh, interesting that you say that because the JoJo Wiki thinks that this is all a reference to the movie Fantastic Voyage. Hmm. No, I've not read it. I think I read it when I was a kid. And I remember like them describing it's it's about these dudes who shrink down into somebody's body to kill a tumor oh and i remember them the 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 only thing that stuck out to me is that they were inside the body and there was like liquid in there and they said the liquid didn't have waves because it was still very small so there were just giant ripples instead of waves and i I thought that distinction was interesting they were hamon Uh, exactly that's what we're picking up from it oh hamon it was Hamon. This book was written by Araki. Okay. So they're inside and they don't immediately find it, right? They have to like go through a bunch of shit. They like, got to go through some stuff, but it keeps cutting back and forth between the, the tiny magic school bus adventure and um, uh, Jotaro, who is just being tormented by Steely Dan. Dan is like, oh, I want to cross this river, this stream, but I can't because there's no bridge. What if I fall and I, what if I die? And what if I break my ankle? This would be so bad for Joseph. You should lay across the, the, the stream as a bridge so I can walk over it's you. It's pretty BDSM. <laughs> and Jotaro like has to plank across this bridge and it's pretty impressive that he manages to do it. He does yeah. it and then fucking Dan stands on him, hops on him with one foot oh, and he hurry, just like... Hurry. Yeah, he just This like, is like a... It's a CrossFit workout. He steps on his hand. He like crushes... Oh. His, he tries to step on his hand. Not a CrossFit workout. 
Yeah, he's well, he never mean. got to the advanced levels. Great core strength, though, Jotaro. Yeah, um, it's all very kind of BDSM-y sexually. Maybe I, I just think, got maybe I, I just got that vibe. That. Do you think, think Jotaro likes it? Uh, Do you think he's like walk on me, Daddy? I think he would like it, but he's thinking about Kakuin and feeling really guilty. Mm. That's what I think. Would anyone like to go to my blogspot dot com? What? Anyone <laughs> want to read my fan fiction? Uh, how many times have we made that joke until like there's a certain limit where it's definitely true, right? Yeah. Where I say that again and then it's people are like, tr- all right, it, give me the link. It's already true. It's not true. I don't do that. I'm going to look it up. All right. Um, it's under an alias. The pairing is Jodakak, if you look that up, by the way. What? That's like for the, like, the people that like ship the two of them and want to like see images of them drawn together or whatever. Jodakak? Or Jodakak. Yeah, J-O-T-A-K-A-K. Like, like Jodacy? That is a very no. tortured portmanteau. No, I think it's pretty good. Anyway. Jodakak. Uh, it is like Jodeci. Hmm. Yeah. So they're kind of like, they're they're flying through, and they, I'm like, I don't really care to explain all this, but they have to go through these like membranes and stuff. They have, they to, have, go to, the blood, they have to go through the bloodstream. And so... Uh, they have to go through the bloody stream? Kakyoin is like, what? cut a hole in the, in the bloodstream so we can go through it. And Joseph's like, no! Uh, but they do it anyway, and they cut it, and he's like, I don't feel good yeah i think he's just panicking i don't think he actually feels anything i think he's just being a baby they were yeah they were like it's a microscopic little cut you won't even feel it and he's like ah should i read this fanfic no no so one thing that happens is um one of the things that steely dan has jotaro do is he's like hey scratch my back and then he's like don't dig in your fingernails so much and then we cross cut back to joseph and joseph like yells and he's like, it feels like someone's tickling my back. And he just has, he's focused on keeping his hermit purple touching the TV. But then they notice that outside of this store. Uh, you're, you're going into episode two. So anyway, uh, episode one ends, uh, part one ends, and now we're on episode two. Go. Uh, so a whole crowd has gathered to watch. Um, you know, all they see is an old man touching. Freaking out. Touching the glass of a TV store and yelling about his itchy back. And no, it's uh, they're playing. It was it his back? Yeah, it was his yes. back. You're right. His tickly, itchy back, and um, Kaku and Polnareff for like, when did all these people show up? And then we see some chatter from them. They're like, oh, I feel bad. Let's give him money. They, they throw pennies at him. They throw coins to them, and then one of them's like, it's hard having an older relative like that. And the guys very like, yeah. empathetic people here in Karachi. Yeah, I kind of wonder if I mean, you know, obviously they're out of in, the, in New York. People would be like, huh? huh yeah. Well. There, there's a new one. Gotta go. Uh, uh, I, I think, like, I don't know if it's supposed to be a reference to, like, in India when they get off and all, like, the Indian people scare them because they just, like, want money and stuff. I don't know if this is, like, kind of a callback to that because instead they're like, oh, it's you have opposite. money. Yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, an answer to that. I might just be drawing that connection myself. Um, let's take a break before we continue on with episode two. All right, goodbye. We'll miss you. Goodbye. You don't have to do that. Yay! Yay! Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> Congratulations, JoJo. Congratulations, Congratulations, JoJo. Congratulations. Congratulations. All right, we're back for for part two. Wedding singer would be a good job. I want to uh, be a wedding singer. Of the lovers. If I could do anything in the world, that's what I would The do. wedding singers at the wedding we were at this past weekend, uh, I thought it was great because they, they looked like they were having fun. I don't know if the last song or so, they like actually jumped out into the dance floor with the crowd and stuff. And maybe they were just doing their jobs too, but it looked like they were having fun. That's what I would do. I would just join the party. Would they do, did they, did they do um, Celebrate? No, I don't think so. They did do... Um, celebrate! <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> they did do Party in the USA uh, by nice. Miley Cyrus. That was fun. And Jackie was like, no, this is being played over a tape. And I was like, no, 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 it's live. And I like had to double check. I didn't check. say tape. I don't think DJs are using tape. Jackie nowadays. said it was on reel to reel being blasted over a fucking <laughs> gramophone. I was like, no, this isn't her singing. This is Miley Cyrus, Mark. I know what Miley Cyrus looks like and or sounds like. And then I look over and the, she's fucking singing. I was like, oh my God. She did sound a lot like Miley Cyrus though. Uh, but then they sang a different song and they sound. she sounded just like whatever the other. It was Louis Armstrong and she sounded just like <laughs> No, she sounded like a trumpet. She was like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> "Oh man, it's is it late? Not Too really. much fun. It's not late enough to be this stupid." Um, <laughs> so on Lovers episode two. By the way, one thing I was like, this guy sounds familiar. The voice actor for Steely Dan. I looked it up. He's, Bill Cosby. He's the voice of Cody in Street Fighter four and five. Who's Cody? Oh. So Cody is the prisoner. He wears like a prisoner jumpsuit. He's also in Final Fight. You don't have to do this. I don't play Street Fighter. Why did you ask? Maybe the listeners. I'm inquisitive. Maybe yeah. the listeners are like, "Who's Cody?" And then you say that, and they're like, "Oh yeah." Yeah. I represent the listeners. Okay. The listeners make a lot of scatological jokes. And because honestly, they're very immature. What do we do? No, I'm saying I. Re- it's a joke. Oh, I wasn't listening to you before. It's okay. <laughs> I think I, I make a lot of scatological jokes, and I've decided to be more sophisticated from now on. So mm, You're not really going to have much. Penis. <laughs> what? Instead of dick. Uh-huh. Anyway, so um, people are throwing coins at, at Joseph, and they're like, oh, we didn't want all this attention. And, the, and Joseph's still freaking out about his back or whatever. And, they're, and then they, they're like, let's just buy the TV. And so they buy the TV. And then they go somewhere else. Where do yeah, they go? they just go to some other part of the city. I was really hoping that they would have to haggle again. Oh, that would have been brilliant. <laughs> and it held it up for like another 10 minutes. And Joseph yeah. just dies. <laughs> no, wait a minute. <laughs> they, oh, you know they're what? They're over the price. He's dying. They didn't have time to haggle. So they probably got it at like 10 times the price. True. <laughs> yeah, at one point, by the way, uh, Jotaro is uh, polishing Steely Dan's shoes, and Steely, J- Steely Dan uh, uh, suggests that he lick his shoes clean. Unbelievable. Um, there's a lot of licking in JoJo's. There's a lot of licking, dead dogs, destroyed vehicles, mm-hmm. homosexual undertones. Um, Fashionable men. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Misogyny. Yeah. I don't know if there's a lot of misogyny. There's enough. Just enough. Yeah, there's not even there's in this arc. Oh, there's not the even word? women to be misogynistic what's, toward. Oh, uh, you've got Enya. Benevolent sexism—that's what it is. There's a lot of that. Oh yeah, but yeah. that—that's like status quo. Um, well, yeah. I mean, it's prevalent in a lot of things, but uh huh. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I hate women. Um, <laughs> moving on. No, just... Meanwhile, in Joseph's body, because we were outside of his Meanwhile, body. Meanwhile, well, wait. What I wanted to mention was that I think it's after the human bridge, actually. Uh, when Steely Dan is just like humiliating Jotaro more, we see that Jotaro is uh, writing something in a book and Steely Dan grabs the book from him and he's like, what are you writing? And we look at it and it just says like, hit me with a rock, took my watch and money, made me lie down as a bridge. And he's like, I'm keeping track of everything that you've made me do so I can properly repay you. So I can pay you back. And the guy actually looks pretty scared for me, Steely Dan. But then he hits Jotaro some more. Later, Jotaro starts laughing after something horrible. Oh, yeah. So at some point, Steely Dan goes into a jewelry store with Jotaro in tow. and He's, he's going to propose. He sees a bracelet that uh, he likes, or who cares? He sees an expensive bracelet, and he's like, hey, 
Jotaro, use your stand to go through that hole in the glass and pick up that bracelet. And he's like, you know, if I do it, you know, uh, what does he say? He says, like, um, if I get caught. They're going to beat me up and, that you know, Joseph will surely die. Right, right. Yeah, they'll beat me up and then that'll, yeah. Um, so he's like, you have to do it. And then somehow Star Platinum's hand just goes through the glass. It doesn't, like, slip into the hole. It just goes through the, the case. I don't he's get a ghost. It. No, it does. Like a ghost? It does slip. Oh, yeah, the hand, right, right, right. The hand just goes through the glass because, as we learned earlier in this episode, stands are just made out of light and energy. So right. they're not even, like, Hermit Purple goes through physical glass. beings. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It would have been great if you just smashed it. Yeah, yeah. If he tried and it was like, ah, shit. <laughs> it's too strong. Um, so he does manage to slip the bracelet out, which, by the way, shouldn't go through glass, unless that's the thing that goes through the hole and his hand just... The bracelet goes through the hole. Okay, And his okay. hand ghosts through the... Right. And then the Steely Dan yells to the staff, hey, this guy's stealing... He's stealing something. What and a snitch. He says to Jotaro, like, don't use your stand on civilians. Um, Jotaro probably could have fought That's back. That's not a rule. He probably could have fought back, though, with his own hands. He's yeah. pretty big. But these three big dudes come out, and they're xenophobic, and they're like, that Asian guy over there. And then they're like, get out of my country. And they beat him down with like their fists the, and, and bats. And they're like, thieves get their fingers cut off. Where I'm from. These freaking MAGA security guards. I don't know if that's really what it is. <laughs> They'd be worse, let's be honest. True. Um, so they beat up Jotaro. He does his best to just defend himself, but he still takes a bit of a beating. And that's where he starts but laughing. But he laughs it off. And he's it, it's like he does it two or three times where he's like, I can't wait to beat the shit out of you later. And Steely Dan's like, shut up. <laughs> um, Have we seen him write down things yet? I already mentioned yeah. that and you didn't listen. Wait. You're Actually, right. you did. I think you laughed when I wrote like, hit, him with the, hit me with a rock. You're stuff. missing all of the inside the body bowser's inside story you're missing all of bowser's <laughs> inside story i know i just jumped ahead to the next thing i remembered what do you got meanwhile meanwhile in joseph's body uh there's uh they see tentacles in because they get to the brain or something and fucking um the, the the little monster inside his brain is like uh um needing brain cells he's like like this this makes this is the stand starts to make no fucking sense this stand doesn't make anything he's mushing up the brain cells to feed to the flesh blood and then they fight a little bit but and it's it's defeated but it's not defeated uh because it's actually not uh it's like he defeats this the 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 fucking lover's stand yeah and then he's like that was great wasn't it kakuin because the stands are talking yeah. to each other uh, hierophant green and silver chariot talk to each other with the same voices that kakuin and polnareff use i guess we should just assume that they see themselves on the tv joseph is uh using and they're just talking out loud to one another but the anime draws it as though they're talking with their hands whatever so yeah polnareff silver chariot says to hierophant green um, that was great. And then Hierophant Green behind him is like, who are you talking to? He's like, Boku, Boku Janai. And uh, he looks up at the one he was talking to and it kind of melts to reveal uh, Lovers was disguised as Hierophant Green and it, it stabs Polnareff in the back uh, or st- stabs Silver Chariot in the back and then in real life, Polnareff uh, shoots, you know, blood comes out of his back and he like coughs up some blood. And it's a little bit later, but at some point, Polnareff gets hurt again and is bleeding. And Joseph is like, please, like, withdraw your stand. I can't, I don't want to see you get hurt for my sake. So uh, let's just, let's just talk about this for a second. So this uh, lover's stand, 
which name doesn't make any sense also, but this lover stand can use brain cells to disguise itself as other things. Yeah. How do brain cells turn you into Hierophant Green? It's, it's, it's very complicated uh, and you wouldn't get it. But you know, it's why like, isn't Joseph like having a stroke from all of this? That's what I was thinking. I was like, he's gonna have permanent brain damage. And what is this hollow part of the brain they're in? Right? No, the thing, the thing that like, like I was really like, okay, maybe you don't need all of those brain cells. But when he starts doing, em- when they start doing emerald splash inside his head, like, <laughs> what are you, you're, you're Take destroying. Take a little care. You're destroying his brain. <laughs> you're, he's gonna be permanently brain dead. Maybe that's why he he ages so much by. Stardust by the next arc. You think it's all the damage here? Yeah. Um, I wonder, I'm going to pay attention now. I wonder if he's ever the same after this. Yeah, he just stops making sense after this episode. You lose brain cells all the time, folks. But nobody emerald splashes inside my head. uh, I do. I pour Listerine in my ear. Oh, okay. It's like the same thing. (laughs) Do you think emerald splash, that attack is like minty? (laughs) Oh, it should be. If not, I get, when I... When I, I do Listerine, like, I yell, and I get Listerine all over the floor, because I'm like, <laughs> it just dribbles down your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that anymore. That's not how you're supposed to do it. It gets my uh, chin clean. Anyway. <laughs> they have uh, so I have up. a minty beard. What's up, Jackie? Uh, yeah, so the thing is, it's and then it's, it the, the lover split itself into a, like a bunch of lovers. There's lots of lovers. It's basically the fucking broom scene from Fantasia. Where uh, when you sure. when you kill one, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, what's it called? The Sorcerer's Apprentice. You kill one, and its debris splits into another one. So there's all these clones of the lovers inside of Joseph's ear now, or inside of his brain. And they realize when they kill one, a bunch of other ones pop up. And they do this thing where they chant. They're like, me, me, me. No, it's me. It's me. It's me. At one point, they all... Did you guys notice this? They're, they get all organized and they strike a pose and a bunch of spotlights shine down I on did them. not yeah. notice this. You didn't see that? It's no. like they're on stage for a minute. They like strike like a like a boy band pose. It's or, very weird. And like, I don't know. I wanted to look at the spotlights and see like... Was it mini lovers holding spotlights? I on think them? it was mini lovers holding That's spotlights. That's so fucking on them. good. That's Even, part of the stand power. You get tiny spotlights. So this is my problem with the stand, right? Okay, we get it. It's a um, like whatever happens to me sticks to you. Rebota, rebota y en tu culo explota. We get that, right? Mm-hmm. That's simple. Which is Spanish for it bounces, it bounces, and on your butt it explodes. But then it also can grow parasitic flesh buds. It can accelerate that growth, and it can disguise itself with brain matter and i think anyone can do that quickly clone (laughs) quickly clone itself with the same uh blood matter because here's the thing if you just disguise yourself wearing a suit of brain matter and it kind of looks like you know the other guy's friend fine but if you're able to like have it talk separately yeah and march like an army like what are we talking about now so his stand does the psychic transfer it can grow other cells and just create clones. It's it's just too much shit happening. It does a lot. The other thing, uh, the stand is like, um, you know, j- just like the tortoise beat the hare because it knows itself. You know, I know myself, so I'm know gonna your weakness. win. Yeah, Acknowledge your weakness. But is that really how the story goes? I thought the whore, the 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 tortoise beat the hare because the hare kept fucking around. Yeah, yeah, Miles, you had a visceral reaction. I think that is not. Right? The, the tortoise did not win because it knew itself. The tortoise won because it just it, it didn't stop, whereas the hare yeah. stopped many, many times. Yeah, the, the, the tortoise just did what it was supposed to do. 
the hair didn't. It's a it's a it's a story about not it's a story about hubris. Sure, I don't know what that word. Like means. the hair was too confident in yeah itself. Don't dilly dally. You just mm. do the thing. Do the thing and don't procrastinate and do don't, the needful. Don't be a boastful. Yeah, do the needful. Don't be a boastful. Barry fucking around oh. rabbit. What? Don't be a boastful bunny. Don't be a rabbit. Wait, no, be a rabbit. <laughs> don't be a rabbit in South Central. Don't be a hare. <laughs> While drinking your carrot juice in the ears. In the dewlap. Steely Dan had a stand. <laughs> he was put there by a man. Anybody? No. No, I don't know what Peaches you're by the presidents of the United States of America. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I felt really confident and you fucking let me down, Miles. I uh, don't listen to any music. Yeah, I didn't think so. Get on my sloop, John B. Uh, right. So one of the stands is real. There's a million of them. They just are emerald splashing everywhere, and nobody can tell the difference. And bah, bah, bah. how are how are all of those clones made out of brain cells? That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is nonsense. Like you must have no more brain cells left, right? Guys, yeah. you lose tons of brain cells all the time. Okay. Right. Not me. I don't. And then we go back to outside of the inside and where where um, Dan is trying to get, Steely Dan is trying to get someone else to steal uh, some jewelry and we yeah, got- he's we, trying to get them to Steely yeah, Dan. Right. S-T-E, if you didn't understand what I was getting at there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a homonym. So, just one thing, and Mark already recapped what happens here, but one thing I wanted to note, did anyone else notice the like- the the wipe transition yeah that was so weird it was like so steely dan grabs the necklace and as he pulled like and there's Bracelet. a close-up or, or what it's the same thing we were talking about before it looked like a necklace to me oh okay okay i'm sorry steely dan pulls the necklace the more expensive thing after everybody's distracted with joseph stealing so he goes to pull it and it's just like you see you see his hand on the screen and the and the bracelet and as the as he pulls the bracelet it becomes like a wipe transition and we just see joseph like on the ground getting beat up by these dudes and I was like, why, why was this transition necessary? You mean Jotaro jo getting beat Sorry, Jotaro. Jo I'm like, why is this? Like, they, they don't do these kinds of transitions otherwise. It was like Star Wars for a second. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, so that was cool. Uh, yeah, and then that's when Joseph laughs. And he's like, I'm excited to pay you back. And then Kakyoin is like, I know myself. I know my weakness. I don't think anybody knows themselves in this. Yeah, um, there was no weakness on display here. Yeah, but basically, what Kakuyan did was he put tentacles in all of their butts. All no, of them. No, it was it was this was just on their legs. It didn't go into their butts. He put a bunch of ankle monitors. Did Hierophant mm. always have tentacle powers? Yes, he does that in the plane, like the first time we see him in action. Okay, he, he lays, does it when he's fighting Joseph too, uh, not Jotaro. He puts it up um, a girl's butt. The yeah, school but school nurse. I, yeah, I mean, he uses tentacles. Is that what you mean, Jack? Or you mean like where he lays the network of stuff? No, I just in general, like I don't remember him using tentacles all that often. It is it is sort of a new power, though, because it doesn't just touch them all or hurt them all. It somehow checks them out. And then the one that's like, what's happening to my leg? He's it like, flash stand. Yeah, I don't know why he's not just like, I laid it out under all of you. And then he just kills them all at the same time. Yeah. I don't know why he decides to like root one out. I guess it looks cooler. So once this thing realizes it's being Should defeated, cigarette smoke it starts nose. to dig inside Joseph's brain, like to try to tunnel its way out, which also I'm like, there's so much damage being done right now to his brain. Um, and so it tries to dig itself out and uh, fucking 
Joseph overdrives himself. Yes, this is only in the anime. This did not happen in the manga. Okay, because couldn't he have overdrived himself the whole time then? Um, to get rid of the flesh bud, yes. Yes. But not to get rid of the lover's stand. Why not? Because the lover's stand is not a vampire. But Hamon is still a powerful energy. I don't think it affects stands, though. It doesn't affect stands? Okay. Not I mean, that we've seen. I, I, maybe it could, maybe not. But yeah, it is weird. Basically, I think... So he overdrives himself to get rid of the flesh blood? Yes. Okay. The anime does this because the manga never explains what happens to the flesh bud. Uh. The manga just, just continues with lovers. <laughs> so it's possible in the manga contingency, Joseph just lives with the flesh bud and doesn't turn into a gross grandpa. Aww. Gross granddad. Aww. That's good. So um, he overdrives the flesh bud out, and then we see that lovers now is flying away and flying back towards Steely Dan, probably because... They know that Lovers is not going to be able to fly into Kakuin or Polnareff's ear because they know what to do, I guess. I think that probably the stand needs to come back to him in order for... Because like, cause he said before, when they tried to run away, he was like, once this, once my stand is inside somebody, it has very far range. But I'm, oh. I'm assuming that means that once it's outside of somebody, it... It, it you can't just like ri- like go into another person like miles away like it has to come back to him probably so that it has the range to maybe. find a body maybe it's not good in the wild maybe it's like half court basketball where like when the other team gets the ball you have to run back to the half court line yeah. and then it's like it's your you know what i mean yeah great half court basketball reference dude thanks man i, I just understood that rule i know how much you love half court basketball i'm a big pickup game guy like i'll just jump in yeah you just love to pick games up did I say something incorrectly? Did I, no. did I miss something? Okay. No, I just know that you're not a big pickup game. Yeah, I don't. I don't do a basketball at all. The last time I ever played basketball was never. I've never played basketball. Come on, you've played basketball. Like under duress, like like having like a like a laser sight on my forehead that, from like a gym teacher, like ready to shoot me in the head. I've never been like, Haha, yeah, love it. I don't mind shooting basketball. I think that's fun, taking jump shots and stuff. But like actually playing and like guarding and stealing and all that shit, driving, it, I don't, I don't want to do that. Is it because you're not good? Hmm. Like if you were good, would you want to do it? Well, I think I could only be good if I enjoyed doing it and stuff. Oh. Um, and I but have you no don't idea. Get good. Not really. No. Okay. That's the thing people say to me. They're like, I suck at fighting games. I'm like, because you've played it like once with your like child brother. That's it. That's your not child brother. Like you can't do something for the first time and be like, I'm good at it. That yeah. doesn't work that way. Right. I've played fighting games a bunch and I'm, I'm bad at them. Well, that's because you have to learn a certain way. You know what I mean? Mm. If you just keep practicing the same thing, you're going to plateau maybe at a very shitty level. I used to play oh. basketball all the time and I'm still not that good at basketball. You are four foot one. Let's just be clear that's about true. this. Um, by the way, yeah. Um, in the JoJo fighting game that I love so very much, there's an attack kind of based on this episode. Like in the PlayStation game, they have that super story mode, and there's actually like a side-scrolling Gradius type of game where your little little pole pole and little Kakyoin or the, their stands, and you shoot stuff, and it's very annoying. It's an annoying ass level. But in the fighting game, Kakyoin has a move where his stand touches you, and then it just shows the character's face in the background, and this tiny little uh, hydrophone green it like shrinks, goes into your brain, and like it rattles around and it hurts. And when it comes out, it goes. So. Yeah, so couldn't any stand do this? Yes. Any stand could jump into your ear canal and then just expand in your head probably and kill and, you. And they could probably also figure out how to use brain cells to turn itself into a million little clones. Yeah. Brain cells are basically Play-Doh. Right. 
Anyone can just mm-hmm. mold into stuff. This episode is silly. I do love... We're not done yet, I guess. We should finish up. Yeah. So the lovers tries to fly back to Seely Dan, and they're like, we got to call Jotaro, but nobody has a cell phone back then. So how does Jotaro... I don't, re- I don't get this. How does Jotaro know that it's like it's not no longer in Joseph? Um, I don't know. <laughs> so Kakyoin tied a string around it as it leaves um, Joseph's head. So it's flying back now with a tiny hierophant green uh, tentacle attached you, to it. Are you not going to answer my question? I'm, I'm about to. Okay. He doesn't necessarily know that it left Joseph, but Star Platinum, this is not an ass pole, thankfully. We know Star Platinum can see things very, very closely because it could sketch that fly out of the darkness of a photo. He got LASIK. Later, we see it like staring. Uh, it uses binoculars no. later. No, Mark, are you, if you're about to say that you, it saw it go into the ear, that's not, um, that's not, that he knew before then. No, when it goes, when it tries to fly into his ear. Yeah. Yes. Joseph knew before, uh, Jotaro knew before then because once, when, as the thing is coming, as the thing is on its way back, um, uh, fucking Dan is 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 asking Joseph for for mercy. Uh, Jotaro for mercy. Well, yeah, because at that point, um, they had hurt. Uh, I guess we missed the part. He, they had hurt lovers before it really tried to escape, and so blood shot out of Steely Dan's face. So Jotaro knew they had made a crucial step in hurting mm-hmm. him, but he wasn't entirely sure that it was out of Joseph yet. So he couldn't really finish the job. Yeah, otherwise you would have fisted the hell out of him. that's one way to say it so he has like an eye out with star platinum he's like scanning the area to see if the stand is going to come back towards the user and meanwhile dan i guess knows like oh shit and so that's when he's begging for mercy right although really we know he's not actually begging for mercy he's He's waiting for his he's buying time so his stand can come back Mm. um so you know star platinum sees this tiny stand with a tiny thread on it although we don't know yet that it has the tiny tentacle um but joseph i mean Tower could have just killed him right then and there he yeah. could have, yeah. Yeah, but I guess he didn't know until he grabbed it. So he grabs the stand out of the thin air, and he crushes it a little bit, uh, which breaks Steely Dan's arm and leg. And Steely Dan is really now begging for his life. And Jotaro is like... By the way, around this time, uh, while Steely Dan is begging for mercy, he's like, I'll lick your boot, little, 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 something like pero, that. Pero, pero, pero. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, so and, he catches the thing, and it hurts, um, it hurts Dan. Because he squeezes it, and Dan is hurt. And then Jotaro's like, I'll take your arm and leg as payment for everything that you've caused. And then he's like, do you promise to never, you know, approach you, approach us again? And he's like, no. He's like, okay, because the next time I see you, I'm going to punch you 1,000 times. He goes, I'll move to a deserted island. Yeah. Of course he was lying. Which is funny, because coming up soon is an episode where they go to a deserted island. That's that's true. Um, and so Jotaro's like, all right, get out of here. Get lost. And he just throws his stand back to him. And then Steely Dan is like, hey, hey, and we see these children come out of an alleyway and Steely Dan then stands up and takes out a knife and is like, Jotaro, I'm going to stab you in the back. He's like, you see that girl over there? I put, um, I put my uh, lovers in there already. So now you're going to have to, whatever he says to him, X, Y, and Z. He really just wants to say, you're going to have to fillet me. But he can't say it. It was going to get there. It was going to get I there. I felt it was going that direction. Steely Dan's not even gay. He's just like, I, I, I have nothing else to do. It's like a power thing. It's like, I, yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's like, I just, I don't even like this, but you have to do it. I don't know what, what's happening to me as a person. The stand is really fucking things up. Um, none, none of that happens. Never mind. Uh, so he goes to stab uh, Jotaro or show him a knife. And Jotaro's like, you're going to do what? And Steely Dan can't move. And he's like, what's happening to my body? 
And Jotaro explains, he's like, you didn't see Kakyo and Tai a hierophant green like tentacle to your stand so this tentacle goes a long way it really does well i guess when you shrink it whatever whatever it's like poking out of joseph's brain oh you mean like where is it now yeah i think it's like hierophant green is next to kakyo and this microscopic thread is going across town okay and then we see that the stand is in the girl's ear canal but not enough to be in her brain messing with her neurons or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like bound because the, the tentacles tied around it and it can't move so neither can Steely Dan. So first, Jotaro shoves the knife into uh, Steely Dan's cheek. Ouch. Uh, and Steely Dan kind of falls down and begs for his life some more and says, listen, Dio paid me in advance. Uh, you can have all of that. Like, you can have the money that he gave me. Uh, and Jotaro... So stupid. If, if Dio paid you in advance, why'd you do all this shit? You just could have just killed them all, like, when you had the chance. Yeah, you're not yeah. even in the same country. Yeah, but they, they also, he's got ears everywhere. How stupid is Dio to pay him in advance? Yeah, bad idea, Dio. Like, he could have just ran off with the money and not killed these people. Dio would find you. Dio's too trusting. Plus, he pays them in Monopoly money, and they don't know about Monopoly. <laughs> um, so, Jotaro then says, like, you're, you're disgusting, you're the That's lowest the of the That's the most evil low. thing he does. What? Counterfeit money. Oh, <laughs> and then Jotaro slides his finger across the brim of his hat and he says, what you owe me cannot be paid back in money. I feel like he does that twice, slides his finger along the brim. He does it more than twice, I think. Yeah, like uh, a lot. He then... He says yada yada. He does say yada yada. He does all the things. <laughs> and then he has Star Platinum proceed to pummel Steely Dan for around 20 seconds. Um, <laughs> And it's great because not only is it just pummeling him, but then it does different things. It like holds him up with one arm and then like one arm auras him and then does like an uppercut and then like a cross. It like it hits him a lot of different ways. It, well, it doesn't use the foot though. He said, he said, if I fucking see you again, I'm going to punch you a thousand times. So this is just a thousand auras. Can we go back frame by frame and, and count them? And he says, when I, I say I'm going to do something, I do it. It's not a thousand. There's no way. Um, but it's implied. The 1,000 is implied. Until part five, this is the longest beatdown in JoJo history. It was something like three and a half pages. Really? Of just Star Platinum punching Steely Dan. Because it, yeah. Because he was a big dick. Yeah, and revenge. Revenge is a theme. Yeah. Um, Jotaro's not a pussy. By the way, the part five, I think I mentioned this before, apparently it was a, like a series of panels or pages of this character getting beaten up. And it like I think as a reader you might look at that and think Araki is lazy this week and doesn't have much to think about. He's just writing this stuff. But then when it came to home release, he added pages of the guy getting beat up. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it was like three pages. Then he was like, let's, let's throw in three more. And he, so it's just a bunch of different. I guess because he was experimenting. Like I wonder what it would look like at this angle and all these fists hitting at this angle and stuff. So anyway, Steely Dan gets hit really a lot and then punched into the side of a building. Like he goes through a wall. And at that point, words should pop up on the screen that says, this guy is fucking dead. But it doesn't say anything. And then uh, the episode goes on. He is like signs a receipt over. or something. Right. He, he takes out the piece of the journal and says, here's your receipt. And he throws it with his name on it. And I actually think that is a decent one-liner for Jotaro. It's okay. It's, it's pretty good because he says, like, I'm writing down everything you owe me. And then he, you know, writes his name on it. Like, here's your payment or whatever. This whole ep is just revenge porn. Like, it's just yeah. like... Jotaro getting wronged and wronged and you know that the payoff is eventually going to come where he kicks the shit out of him. I spit on your stand. 
Yeah. Except it also has this weird thing where a microscopic stand is doing a fantastic voyage, but it can clone itself and create stages and poses and whatever. Yeah, that's true. I wish there was more fantastic voyage stuff. Come along and ride on a fantastic voyage. I think we did that harmony okay. I wasn't sure where I was going to go because I didn't know if anyone was going to join. Okay, cool. Um, uh, Who does that, by the way? That's an Earth, Wind, and Fire, right? It's Steely Dan. No, it's not. Wait. What? Who is it? I'm thinking of the song Peg by Steely Dan. What kind of book? What does Steely Dan do? They have that song that's like, Peg, it will come back to you. No, I've sampled. Peg, I've put them on the podcast will come back Well, I don't know you. them. They do. Are you reeling in the years? Yeah, that's probably a more famous one. Yeah. Or, away the time. how about you go back, Jack, do it again. We'll turn in round and round you go back, motherfucker. Jack, do it again. Do you know that song? No. <laughs> Perfect. I wanted to harmonize with you guys. You guys sounded so good. Thank you. We were in unison, but you know, Simon, and, Simon anything, and Garfunkel do it. I would be a wedding singer. No, that's what I want to do. <laughs> you can't do the same thing that I want to do. Anyone want to guess the, the like R&B or soul group that uh, has a song called Fantastic Voyage. It's a name you've never heard. Parliament Funkadelic? Nope. It's Lakeside. Oh. Whatever. Lakeside is just a street. <laughs> That's true. It's just, it's like uh, that town that Saved by the Bell takes place in. That's it's Bayside. Oh. By the way, the name of this la- last chapter of this arc, like in the manga, is called Fixed Receipt. Mm. Just saying. Um, let me Fine. see. Is there anything else we missed? No. No. All right. Not all of it. Thanks for listening, guys. This was the first of our jumbo-sized episodes for the remainder. Well, we've done jumbo episodes before. For the remainder of part three, because we got to hurry up. Um, For what? Because part five five is coming out. Here's the thing. Part five is coming out in October. We don't have a specific day yet. We have crunched some numbers. (laughs) We're going to have to do a lot. We're going to have to do a lot of two episodes per podcast, three episodes, a lot of them. Um, it's going to be tough. We may end up having to do uh, a really shitty job on a lot of them. No, um, <laughs> what we, else we may is end new? up having to do like multiple recordings a week or some shit. Um, and um, I think it, it's been mentioned that, you know, some of this stuff was co- already covered in the OVA. So if we don't have much new to say, well, that wouldn't matter anyway, right? Because no matter what, if we approach, you know, like Geb or Darby the Gambler, you know, we would do it the same thing where we'd be like, well, in the OVA, we saw this. So, uh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to try to finish part three before part five comes out. Um, Viz Media also did license the live action Diamond is Unbreakable. So whenever that becomes publicly available, we're going to podcast about that. Um, tell a friend, you know, whenever part five is coming up, we're going to do episodes weekly. So I've mentioned it before, but the anime will come out a few days later. We'll talk about it. We're like the talking dead, except, you know, we're not on TV, not nearly that many people watch us. And none of us is an abuser. And we're about JoJo's. What? Right. Uh, it's, a, it's a really low joke I made. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, the Talking Dead host was Chris Hardwick. He was accused of being a... Anyway. Um, thanks for listening. 
And remember you. that you can email us your thoughts, jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. And Please you can, do. You can tweet us your thoughts at jjbpod on Twitter. Please do. We also post on Reddit. You Can can you go like upvote the post on Reddit? Because sometimes people are dicks and they downvote it. I guess they don't like self-promotion, but I got There's permission. There's a fly in your apartment. Yeah, that's uh, it's a great fly. It's my stando. Leave it alone. Uh, Stardust Crusaders is a subreddit. And we're on Twitch and YouTube if you look up JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. You're not going to kill that fly? No, I'm not even going to kill that fly. It'll die. It'll People die look at eventually. me and say, Flies don't last that long. He wouldn't even kill that fly. Anyway, good night. I'm going to kill that fly. Bye. Good night. Good night.